I don't know, they both still show offline. there the other day okay says we're YouTubing does it show up any yet oh does it oh but daggone I don't see it Good to go. Okay. Huh. Yeah. All right. We're up and going. Well, you know, uh, the last several weeks we we did a lesson on uh, the challenge of prayer y'all remember that and then we did uh, King of Kings and both of those took us several weeks and I'm going to do something just a little different today Because, I, you know, I'd finished up the King of Kings and I was kind of waiting what the Lord would give me. You know, where do we go next? Where do we go next? And it just all week long, just, you know, you're kind of waiting. You're kind of waiting. And I, I get three words. I get three words. And I don't really have nothing else to go with it, so I'm just going to talk to you. And this is so... Uh, I guess what you would call unorthodox from what is a general a Sunday sermon. And the words are prepare my people. Uh, prepare my people. And you know, you ever hear something, and if y'all think that, that I'm 100% confident in everything, I question sometimes, is that of the Lord or am I making this up? I mean, still yet, it happens. And you kind of look for, you're looking for a witness. Can I just say it that way? You're looking for a witness. And, of course, this is kind of a terrible way to put it, but I, uh, I flip on Facebook yesterday evening, and here's a guy who I forgot was even on my Facebook. And his very words were, I hope the Lord's people are prepared for what's ahead. So... You know, I mean, just, that's, okay, prepare my people. So, and I know most Sunday sermons are kind of removed from what's going on in the world. You know what I mean? It's like you come to church and it's, but you know what, guys, these things that are going on, we have conversations back there, but it's like we can't have them here. I went over to Tracy's Friday night, uh, Friday uh, not Friday night, it, about 5.30, I guess. Gas was 3.49 a gallon. She saw it this morning. 3.99, but there was some that was 4. Yeah. 4.16. That's almost, I mean, you, you do realize that's 60 cents a gallon since Friday afternoon. And... I, I seen on the news the other day, it's going to be $5 by April. And it's only going to get worse. And I, I think if we don't be real and talk about it, and I mean, there's, there's really, uh, you can pretend this stuff really isn't going on. But I, I, I was just looking through the scriptures. And, and listen, there's a lot of, a lot of people and I, and I would be amiss to sit here and tell you you're going to be raptured out and none of this stuff's going to happen to you. Um, 
I just want you to understand here where we're at and not preach in fear because every time the Lord always said, fear not. And when he said, fear not, there was preparations to be made. And I think if we as believers are stupid enough to put our head in the sand and act like nothing is going on, then, then we're, we're missing it. We're, we're missing it. I mean, if you go back and look through the scriptures, and we'll, you know, like I said, we're just, we're just talking here. Um, you, you see this stuff all through the scriptures, from one end of the scriptures to the other. And we have gotten, when I say we, all of us has gotten so complacent about our whole lives, so uh, fat, dumb, and happy, so to speak. We can just go to Walmart and buy whatever we want. You get sick, call for the elders, last thing you do. We can go anywhere we want to go. Go to any doctors. We got urgent care. We got all of this stuff at our becking call. We have never had to face, I mean, the biggest tragedy that we've had to face. You know, I tell you, a huge tragedy in my life. The other day, I'd, I worked and worked, and I'm hungry. And I wanted to go to Dial Rock. Uh, uh, Dial Rock is up there in Tazel. And there's a pop shop up there. And they sell the best hot dogs in the state of Virginia. And I'm, my mouth is watering for the hot dogs. And I get up there and I wait, Bev. And I wait and I wait. And I get there and I'm starving. And they're out of hot dogs. I'm ready to shoot somebody. They're out of hot dogs. I'm mad. But you, you understand, this is, this is what's become tragedy to us, as sad, as sad as it is. And I don't know about you, but, you know, there's war going on all over the place, especially in Ukraine right now. These people's, I mean, how many refugees? Two million, 1.5 million. And you, you, do you realize they lost everything? Whatever they got in their little bag they're carrying, that's it. They're going to a place where probably they don't know anybody. They don't, they don't have jobs. Wherever they work, just blown up. I mean, this is real. And, but, you know, as Christians, it's like, well, as long as it stays over there, it's really don't bother us. And we don't really want to face the realities of it. And right now, and, and again, I'm just, I'm just talking to you, okay? Because, I, I mean, we went through that challenge of prayer. There was a reason for that in King of Kings because I wanted you, you know, I mean, we are not of those people who have to come to church and beg for God's grace every Sunday. I mean, I hope and pray and I believe every one of you knows you're not a sinner saved by grace, that you're children of the King, that you have been forgiven. And yes, you absolutely blow it sometimes, but the heaven is open and you can come boldly to the throne of grace at all times. And it was open for a reason so that you would, so that the kingdom of heaven, I mean, what is the prayer? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. We're at in the earth. So if the will is not being done, the responsibility lays on us. I, I, that's what I say. I can't, I couldn't bring this stuff to you if we was at, in kindergarten church somewhere. But, but you are not that. You are not that. I mean, right now we're being told everything is Putin's fault. Vladimir Putin. And I'm just talking and you guys are yelling anything out you want to yell out. But hey, are you not being shoved in your face right now to hate Vladimir Putin and all the stuff he's doing? Let's back up six months. What was shoved in your face? COVID. They're training you to hate and they, and they, I mean, what did Jesus say? Pray for your enemies. I mean, honestly, but they don't want you to pray for your enemies. They want you to hate them. And they shove it in your face. And they want to say it's, it's you know, it's, I mean, this is the classic garden lie, isn't it? It's not my fault. It's Putin's fault. It's not my fault. It's COVID's fault. It's not my fault. It's China's fault. It's not my fault. It's Trump's fault. It's not my fault. It's Obama's fault. It's not my fault. It's George Bush's fault. It's not my fault. It's Clinton's fault. 
right? I mean, this goes on and on and on, and you, and you can get put in a camp. But you know what? The Lord of hosts has stood here and said, whose side are you on? And, or we've asked him, whose side is he on? And, and I'm going to tell you, the Lord of hosts is not a Republican, and the Lord of hosts is not a Democrat. Now make no mistake about it. He is neither. He's the captain of the Lord of hosts. We need to get, I mean, king of kings here. We need to get that through our uh, gourds. And, and, you know, I'm just throwing some stuff out at you here. You know, the Constitution of the United States. And I, I, I love that. It's a great document. But you know what it does? It tells us what the government cannot do. It sets the bounds of the government who they frequently, yeah, step on, go over. I mean, you do, I mean, and this is all through the scriptures, guys. I'm, I'm telling you, this stuff is all through the scriptures. And I want, I want you to get, let's go all the way back to the garden. Here they are, they're in paradise. And the next thing you know, they're thrown out. Think of that. I mean... We go around and, and you see it on the police cars and you see it in God we trust. It's on your money. In God we trust. We're supposedly a Christian nation. And our very senators are calling for the assassination of other world leaders. Now, does that sound like a Christian nation to you? It's really pitiful. But these guys who are Bible-toting people that, that claim we love God, but I sure hope somebody will go kill those people. Now, it's a shame, guys. I'm just telling you like it is. It's, it's a shame. It's a shame. And, I, and uh, the, the kingdom of heaven, uh, I mean, the violence that goes on. I mean, was there not a prayer? Is this not a prayer on your heart that they would beat their spears in the plowshares and that they would learn war no more? But you know what we've done with that? We've pushed that off and we don't really believe that. Because if you believed it, you would be praying and asking for it. Because he said, ask of me and I'll give it to you. Do we really believe that that can happen? I mean, so, so our belief system is put right on the line here. So really, it's shoved in our face over and over and over. And I, I, like I said, just prepare my people. Because I, I want us to, to see here. I want us to be prepared. I mean, was any of you guys prepared six months ago for $4 a gallon gas? Are you, is any of you prepared for five, six, seven? In, in London, Friday, it was $8 a gallon. Are you prepared for that? If you're like me, my reserves is in there in my little piggy bank and there ain't much down in it. So what do you do? I mean, these are, do we sit here and put our head in the sand and act like it's not happened? And of course, you know what follows. Uh, let, let me tell you the stupidity here. Europe gets 40% of their grain from Ukraine. Germany gets 40% of their grain. 40%, that's almost half of all their grain comes from Ukraine. Well, obviously that's gone. So the farmers in Germany has went to the government in Germany to grow more food, which you know that you're six months behind by the time you grow it and process and all that stuff. So you know what the German government has said? No, we're not going to grow no more food. Climate change. We can't afford to grow the food. So they have... Uh, instituted laws to keep the ground fallow. It just reminded me of the scriptures, you know, break up your fallow ground. They have to keep the ground fallow and not grow. Now, 40% of their food just got cut off. And a lot of nations that was supplying just said, I know you've already paid for the grain, but we're not shipping it. And you guys know Bill Gates has bought up more farmland in the United States than anybody else. And he didn't buy it up to farm. He bought it up to shut the farms down. You, you guys do realize that. So it's not only the fuel prices, food. Now we can come here and we can play I'm a sinner saved by grace. But the real deal is this is what's happening. And I mean... 
I, I just want you to get the picture here. Why do you think the Lord would have to come and tell these people, fear not? He didn't say this is not happening. But this is happening. And, and to fear not and for his people to prepare. I mean, we see it all through the scriptures. I mean, could you imagine being Noah? It's never rained. I mean, I mean, do you ever think about that? You're building this big old ark, and, and he's told you the rain is coming. What is rain? We've never seen rain. We don't even have a vocabulary for rain, a storm. We don't know. Everybody making fun of him for 100 years. 100 years. See, when people prophesy, they want it. Thus saith the Lord tomorrow. I, I, and i got to ask y'all something. Have y'all felt something in the air? For the last while, that something was going on, you just couldn't, couldn't pinpoint, couldn't put my finger on it. And you know, it just, it just, it's there. It's there, it's there. You can't, I mean, you, I, I mean, it's hard because I didn't live in, in the 20s. You know, we came, coming out of, we came out of the Spanish flu. And out of the Spanish flu, we went right into the Great Depression. And coming right out of that, we went into World War II. Um, Y'all know how many Jews were killed by Hitler in World War II? Is it six million? Is that about the number? Did you know uh, that under the communist regime of Joseph Stalin... Uh, in the 30s, he went into Ukraine and took all their food. And if anybody so much as reached a hand up to get an apple, they were murdered. Do you know how many killed in that one country alone? Joseph Stalin, 7 million. Hitler killed 6 million. I mean, how many? We've killed 60 million unborn children in America. How much... I mean, they're just numbers, right? They're just numbers. 60 million unborn babies. Hitler kills 6 million Jews. Stalin kills 60 or 7 million Ukrainians. How about, uh, who was the Chinese guy? Mao? Mao Zedong, how many did he kill? 60 million? How many was killed in Vietnam? That's right, 55,000 Americans. I mean, when is it, I mean, how many died in the Civil War? When is enough is enough? And what is the, and my thing is, what is the church doing? And, and I know the church says, well, what can we do? I mean, he's told us. What did he say? Ask. Ask of me and I'll give you the heathen for thine inheritance. How about Abraham? Abraham is in the land of uh, the Earl of the Chaldees, and everything is okay, and he hears a voice to come out. How hard do you think that was for him to come out and leave everything he had ever known? And do you put yourself in a mindset, imagine that everything you've ever known is about to change. But you know what? We've gotten so used to, hey, we're America, that can't be. That can't be. I go back and I think, what about the Indians? You know, here they are. They think nothing is ever going to change. And then here these pale-faced people show up. They knew their days were numbered. I know it sounds like doomsday stuff here, but I want us to go back to the, to the, uh, the, the days of the Acts of the Apostles. I mean, do you realize what was taking place right there? I mean, the gospel was going forth. And they were turning the world upside down. And the world was fixing to be turned upside down. And it was. You ever read about, I mean, we read these verses and we don't realize that there was a long, I was telling the guy the other day, you read and there was famine in the land. And in the next verse, the next verse may be 40 years later. They dealt 40 years or 30 or whatever with, with famine in the land. Isaac, 
You know what happened? I mean, there's famine in the land, but he didn't go back into Egypt. But God's people, they've, they've went back looking for places where there's food. What do you think Ruth and, and Naomi and that whole book is based on? There was a sore famine in the land, and they had to go hunt for food. It's all through the scriptures. And here we got, we got nations, and we got presidents of nations, not only here, but around the world that says, okay, Tim, you own a farm, but you can't grow nothing there. Do you see how stupid this is? We have enough farmland to feed the world. That there shouldn't be one hungry person in the entire world. We got enough land to do that. But this is the governments around the world says no. We want people starving. Because when people starve, we can control them. And guess whose turn it is? Guess who's up next? It's us. And if you don't believe that, talk to me this time next year. And, and see. I mean, I'm just, you know, prepare my people. I mean, Jesus himself warned. He said, when you see this and that happen, get out of Jerusalem. He told him that. Was he not warning the people, when you see this, get out of Jerusalem? Now imagine, he's, he's telling you, when you see this, get out of Cedar Bluff. Now, I don't, I don't think he's telling us, uh, thank the good Lord we live in small town USA. Okay? Nobody cares about Cedar Bluff and Russell County. Thank God for that. But, and what may take place, I, I, you know, I don't know. I just get the sense. I, you know, I, I'm like, uh, feel like Elijah on the mountain. I see a cloud about the size of a man's hand. I see a storm on the horizon. Now, those who are prepared, those who have built their house on the rock, you know what he said when the storm comes? He didn't say, hey, don't worry. You don't have to worry about a storm, Teddy. I'm going to rapture you out. He said, you better build your house on the rock, and when the storm comes... It won't fall. Now, I know a lot of people think, well, the storms of life and all this other. And you know what? We all have that. That's, I mean, Peter said it's common. We all have our common trials that we're dealing with kids and bills and, and all of this other stuff. Those are common things. How about Joseph? I mean, who, who was it had the dream? It wasn't none of the church people. It wasn't Israel. It was Pharaoh. Had the dream of the seven fatted cows, the seven lean cows. And the seven lean cows come and ate up the seven fatted cows, and they were still lean. So what happened? And we say, well, all of that is spiritual. It was spiritual. But also, they had grain in their sacks. And I know it's spiritual when Jesus fed the 5,000, but you know what? They all had sardines and bread. They all had loaves and fishes, didn't they? They were, they were picking fish bones. I mean, it was, it was real. I mean, I think about the Tower of Babel. I mean, what happened? They're, they're completely scattered. And do, do we not think that the Lord does these kind of things because governments get too big, they overstep their bounds, they, they get out of the way, they have to be shaken? Did He not tell us those very things? And, I mean, I don't know about you, but do you realize how close we are to World War III at this very moment? One stray bullet. And here we are. And then I, I want to tell you this. Everything that you see on TV, including Fox, is lies. Propaganda. It's the evangelistic network of Satan himself. All of them are lies. There's only one truth. 
And that's our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The rest of it is lies. And all of they're doing is teaching you to hate. Building in you hate. And before you know it, that's where you'll be. You'll be duped in like Lindsey Graham praying for, for murders and all of this other stuff. We were singing that song uh, uh, about the Holy King. Now what makes the people bow before the Holy King? Uh, whips and chains and uh, murders. It's the revelation of who He is. The risen Savior in His glory. And none can stand before Him. None. Not even His own Apostle John fell at His feet as dead. But you know what that does? That brings judgment. It's almost like... You know, oh, we're going to talk on judgment and God is all love. I'm going to tell you what, God is love, but love brings judgment. It has to because it has to right the wrongs. It has to right the wrongs. What we have going on here, if you can see what I'm telling you, is we have the kingdom of heaven going against the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of darkness is trying to overthrow it and overtake it. And I'm telling you what, if you can't see the evil in this land, I mean, we want to attach a face to it and say Putin is evil. The God of this world has blinded his mind. So who needs to be put? Jesus died for Vladimir Putin, just like he did Joe Biden, just like he did every person who's ever been. These are words that people do not like, even Joseph Stalin. But who got in their hearts and corrupted them? The one with whom we have to do battle with. Do you, do you get what I'm saying here? We're not at war with Putin. We're at war with higher powers, Paul says, principalities and powers. That's who we're at war with. Do we not realize it? We're the armies of the living God. And, and armies, it's time to stand up and rise up. You know, when it's time to go to battle, it's time to go to battle. And I'm saying, you know, you play church enough and we worry about these little things. But it's, it's time to go to battle. It's time to invade. And we, I mean, what is the purpose of all of this? You ever wonder, what the heck, Lord, are you doing? What is your purpose? Why all of this stuff? Why did you have to go through all the things that you went through? What was the purpose of it? And, and if you'll notice, it's, it's almost like school. Each time, the, the trial gets a little harder, doesn't it? Why is that? I mean, Tim, he's an old military guy. I mean, you don't start out uh, like they're doing in Ukraine, and they say, oh, well, you're uh, this age, here's a gun, go fight. No, there's some training involved. we got to prepare you. For war, but then when you get into war, you're still really not prepared, but at least you can fall back on your training. We read it all through the scriptures. I mean, he says, why do you think it a strange thing for this fiery trial that's came upon you? And what's the trial? It's the trial of faith. The trial of faith. Over and over and over, it's, it's faith. What the Lord has been building in each and every one of us is faith. And I'm telling you what, I think we've came a long way, or the Lord has brought us a long way in, in, our, in our faith. Because I don't know about you, but I don't, I'm not sitting here in worry and concern about World War III. I'm preparing, as the Lord said. Our house is built on the rock. And we know that if he says, go here, we go there. Or say this, we say that, or whatever we do. Because we've learned to trust him. Who is our Lord and Savior. Who is the King of Kings. So all of these little battles. All of these trials that we have been going through. Always lead you up to something bigger. I mean, who are we at, at battle with? I mean, you know, I, I was thinking the other day, I mean, the great battle that was about to take place, and Jesus has got his three closest friends with him, Peter, James, and John, and he goes with a heavy, heavy, the burden of the world into the Garden of Gethsemane. 
And he says, y'all stay here and pray while I, while I go yonder. And he comes back and could you not watch with me one hour? I ask one hour. And they couldn't do it. And, and we, we want to pawn it off as well. You know, the, the flesh is, you know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And then all that gives you a great excuse to go on. I mean, I, I think of Stephen being stoned. And Stephen was telling them, Stephen was preaching the gospel to them about this Jesus Christ. And they stoned him to death. And, and he saw Jesus standing. And Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. My goodness. What faith. What an understanding to do those very things. So this... This whole thing here was about faith. I mean, do you realize, I mean, why do we have the book of Hebrews? What was the book of Hebrews? Why, why give it? I mean, we, we talked about it before because they was, now you got to remember here is the tabernacle and it's all set up and it's 46 years and building and it's great and the altars and the priesthood, which was all fake. The priesthood and everything was fake. They didn't have the right. King Herod was an Edomite. The real king was born over in a manger. They just hung him on a cross. The, uh, king Herod was an Edomite. And it was all by political. Uh, that They put in whoever they wanted into politics, into Sanhedrin and all that. It was all bought off. That's why Jesus turned over the money changers. But it, that was the system they knew. That was the only system they had. And Jesus had told them that whole system that you know is coming down. Everything about it is going to be not one stone left unturned. I bet them people in Ukraine know what it's like to not have one stone not left unturned. You know? It's pitiful. Guys, war is atrocious on all sides. And let me tell you who dies in the wars. It ain't the rich politicians. It ain't the stinking presidents. It's the common folks like us. Now, why is that? Because, they don't, because you might think your government gives a hill of beans about you, but they don't. Make no mistake about it. There's only one government that cares about you, and that's the government of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Why does it say He shed His precious blood for you? Now, for your government, they want you to shed your blood for them. But in this kingdom, He shed His blood for you. Do you see the difference? He shed His blood for you. And now He says for us to lay our lives down one for another, loving one another. That they will learn war no more, that they will learn to love. All the, all the word, Jesus said, learn of me. I'm meek and lowly at heart. They want you to learn war. They want you to learn hate. Jesus says, learn of me. So here's this book of Hebrews. And in this book of Hebrews, why was it the book of Hebrews written to help the people who lack faith to come out of that system, the system that the whole thing was going to come down? And, and you know what? It was coming down whether they liked it or not. But if you had faith, you was ready for it, you saw it, you was prepared. That's the whole book of Hebrews, guys. The tabernacle is still standing. So he... Gives them that this whole thing was pointing to Jesus and to come out of that because, don't, because when that building falls, if you're in that building, you're going to be crushed with the stones in that building. And he, he gives us, I was just reading through this stuff, these people of faith. Now I can't read all of this, but in, in, uh, in Hebrews eleven twenty three, 23, I'll start there. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents. Could you imagine that? Imagine. Let's just go back there. Imagine. Here, many mothers here. Imagine 
that, I, I mean, you know, I know you guys got, got daughters, but imagine you had a son. And the government says, bring your son here, we're going to kill him. I mean, this is going on. This is a law by the government. The government says, uh, you can have all the girls you want, but if you have any boys, he's got to die. And then what did the people do? They, uh, they were drowning them in the Nile River. Do you get a hold of it? This, is, this was real. This ain't a Bible story. This is real. The government says we're going to kill all the men because they're the warriors. They're the fighters. They can grow up and overtake us, and there's too many of them. Let's kill them. Imagine, imagine being Moses' mother. By faith, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. Now think about that. They were not afraid of the king's commandments. They want to bring all these laws. They want to do all of this stuff. Are you afraid of the king's commandment? These people of faith were not afraid of the king's commandments. And I, I mean, I, I, those things just resonate with me. It, it, it angers me uh, not only of, of the stupidity but the war, the bloodshed, the, the whole thing. And I'm not afraid of the king's commandments because I know that his days are numbered. Just like they were there. What happened to Pharaoh? What was Pharaoh's end result? He drowned in the sea. Him and his entire army was drowned in the sea and washed up on the seashore. And the people of God sang the song of Moses. Horse and rider has he thrown into the sea. Guys, we're living in Bible days. I want you to understand that. We are living in Bible days. As a matter of fact, you never got out of the Bible days. But I want to bring it right down here to where we are. I want, I want you to see it. When you go to the store and these prices and all of this, this is what they're doing to us now. What are we going to do? It's not something back in history. It's today. It's going to get us in our pocketbooks. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. I love that. When he was come to years, when he growed up, when he matured, when he come to years. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God. Do you see that? Now, wouldn't I be crazy if I told you there was never going to be any suffering that was going to be involved? But Moses chose rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Scripture says if we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. I would, let me keep reading. Esteeming the reproach of Christ's greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. He endured. Seeing him. He was looking into our day. He didn't know his name. He knew he would be a prophet greater than him. And he endured. He knew there was one to come. A mighty king. A mighty warrior. That would get the victory. Through faith he kept the Passover. And the sprinkling of blood. Least he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians assayed to do were drowned. You know, I got to tell you, did, did, they, did they have affliction? Did they have all of that stuff? Yes. But what happened? The Lord is the way. 
They pass through on dry ground. By faith. That's what I'm telling us today as all of these things are happening around us. Man, we need to be, I'll say this, strong in the Lord. Really, we, we need to be strong. In, and I'm going to tell you what, we need, all of us need more and more, and this is what these trials do, because this, this is what faith is. Faith comes by hearing. Right? So I hear, prepare my people. Prepare my people. So faith comes by hearing. So he's the author of faith, and he's the finisher of faith, so that, so that we prepare. Now what, now what do we do? We prepare our hearts, each and every one of us, to hear the Lord for your own self. Don't come and get the word from me. You go listen for your own self. Prepare my people. Set your hearts to know the Lord. Set, set your mind on things above. And he will tell us and he will guide us every step of the way. That's the way he did them through the whole journey. That's what the whole thing was. They, they followed the cloud. Now, they didn't wake up in the morning and say, well, I think the cloud's going on over there. Well, I think the cloud's going this way. Well, we can have a political argument about which way the cloud's going, but they get up the next morning and the cloud's over yonder. They followed the cloud. Didn't matter what, whether it was a smooth path or through the rocky uh, uh, torrents of the mountains. They followed the cloud. There was no negotiating about where the cloud was going. It went there, you followed the cloud. Same thing for us today, by faith. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's the opposite of fear that comes in and says, oh my God, what are we going to do? The United States is going to fall. You know, if it doesn't, let it go. The United States is not the kingdom of heaven. And whether you believe this or not, there's no voting in the kingdom of heaven. He says, I have set my king on my holy hill. And it's not up for debate. That's just the way it is. And all the other kings will cast their crowns at his feet. Make no mistake about it. You do, I mean, do you believe that? By faith, the walls of Jericho f fell down after they were compassed about seven days. This mighty army of God that didn't have a sword amongst them marched around and silent the walls of Jericho that was thick enough to have chariot races on top. And they fell down flat. Now, did that really happen? Imagine you being in Jericho. Imagine you being Rahab in Jericho. And you had hidden the spies. And you have got the scarlet thread hanging in your window. And you look out and see the walls and all the other houses around you falling down. And she had no idea that through her was going to come the Savior of the world. She had no idea. She had no idea what hiding them spies did. Let me keep on reading. And by faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon. You ever just go back and read that story? See, we read the story and we think Gideon the 300, he won the victory. Imagine, here we are. And, and, and you know, there's 25 of us here. And imagine 20,000 people right down there wanting to kill us. And we got 25 of us. And, and we, 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 got, we ain't got no bullets. We ain't got no sword. And 20,000 people is wanting to kill us. You better have some faith. There are going to be some people praying, right? We just read the story and all that. Put yourself there, guys. Realize that this is what's happening. And, and we send spies down there. Neil goes down there. Neil comes back and he says, man, they're scared to death of us. And we're like, what? There's 20 of us. There's 20,000 of them and they're scared. Yeah, because this, this big general, he had a dream that a barley loaf was going to roll down the hill and roll into their camp and wipe them all out. They're already scared. Do you realize why the attacks are coming? Because they're scared of who you are. Who, the more you begin to realize who you are, the more the attacks will come. So we could play baby church for the rest of our life. and I mean, why would the devil care about a whole bunch of little baby Christians running around? I mean, you can't send babies into battle, but warriors 
Oh, my God, we can't have that. You're a proper child. That's what they said about Moses. I realize he's a proper child. I realize you're a proper child. Of Barak, of Samson. Do you ever just think about them things? I mean, this guy took the jawbone of an ass and killed 3,000 Philistines. He was a mighty warrior of God. I'd say that took a little faith. Because they had swords and spears and everything else. And he's out there with the jawbone. UFC style and busting people up. It really happened. Japheth of David also. Samuel and of the prophets. I mean how about David. Just the, the mighty victories of David. As I rode out this morning, I was coming up through here, and I looked out over the uh, I, I looked out over the fields, and I could just I could just see the picture of Israel, Saul as their king, all in their tents, the Philistines over here on this side of the hill, and every day for six weeks, forty days, here comes this eight foot, ten foot tall giant. With his great big sword walking out. Looking into the tents of, the, of Israel's king Saul. Where's your champion? Send out your champion. Let us do battle. There's no need for all these scaredy cats to die. And all Israel is looking at their mighty king Saul who was a coward. He didn't have any faith. And the battle was standing there looking at him in the eye. And all Israel, they were just cowards. That's why we have going on what we have going on today is the church has become a bunch of cowards. I'm telling you the truth. I mean, he said, Upon this rock, I will build my church. And what? What's next? And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, I've told you this before. I'm going to tell you again. The gates of hell, gates keep people out, and they keep people in. So the church of the living God, just as Jesus has the keys of hell and death, Jesus went into hell, and what did he do in hell? He liberated the captives. He set captivity free. So what are we to do? Go in there and liberate the captives. But you know what the church has done? Give up ground. The church keeps backing up. Backing up. And what happens when you back up? That big void is filled with more darkness and more darkness. And the church is cowered in the corner just like they've done before the days of Saul. Coward. I mean, he says the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We are to go in. Set the captives free. If you really believe that who you are in Christ. Now listen to this. Who through faith subdued kingdoms. Who through faith subdued kingdoms. Now imagine that. I mean, do you really believe that, that statement? That these People of faith. Now this is old covenant faith. Your, your faith is, is, is way better than theirs because Jesus has, has came and died and rose again and ascended and sent you the very Holy Spirit. Our faith is better. Now these people subdued kingdoms. And if you go read the scriptures, these things wasn't with mighty armies. These was ragtag people. David's mighty men. Wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire. Do you guys realize, see the church don't want none of this today. The church wants none of this. Our biggest, our biggest catastrophe is they're out of hot dogs. Right? They were thrown in the lion's den. Imagine that. Imagine they come and they say, we're going to kill your babies. And then if you pray, we're going to feed you to the lions. Right? Uh, uh, you do realize these things are right around the corner for us here. 
I mean, you, what did they do to the Christians in, in, the, in the Acts of the Apostles? How, how did Peter die? How did Paul die? How did Timothy die? Quench the violence of fire, escape the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong, wax valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Now they did it in crazy ways, Jehoshaphat. I mean, Jehoshaphat is facing a million man army. Million men. He's probably got a couple hundred guys because the main army's away. And they go out to battle and he says, you know what, give me the best singers. Give me the best singer. So what kind of stupid warfare is this? Y'all go out there and sing, uh, hallelujah, praise the Lord. And they just went out and started singing. Now you've got to have faith to do that. We read it and we say, I could do it. Yeah, right. I said, hey, listen, church, you know, there, there's 20,000 people are going to kill us. Uh, I, I'll say, Joe, you get to Tambourine and, and, and uh, Teddy, and y'all go out there and just stand over there on the bank and say, praise the Lord, hallelujah. And they'd be like, you're stupid. We ain't doing that. That's ignorant. By faith, they subdued kingdom. Now, listen, if you're going to have faith, again, let me go back. We better have a sure word of God before we do something stupid. So we better learn how to hear the voice of the Lord and obey His voice. Now, I don't know what you're hearing. All I got is three words. Prepare my people. That's all I got, guys. Everything else, I I mean, you know, I used to come in, I got ten pages of notes. I, I just wrote a few things down. Prepare my people. Women receive their dead, raised to life again. Now, we think that's great, but they had to go through the death. They lost husbands. They lost their sons. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, that they might obtain a better resurrection. Others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, were sawn asunder. Do you know who was sawn asunder, sawn in half? Isaiah. The prophet Isaiah. Unto us a child is born, a son is given. They saw that dude in half. And it wasn't a magic trick. They wandered about in sheepskin and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and in caves of the earth. And all of these, all of them that he's talking about, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us, All of you that are hearing some better thing for us that they without us should not be made perfect. God was preparing these people. I don't know if I got anything else. Wrote down. Let me give you another verse. Psalm 97. Verse 2. Clouds and darkness around about him. Righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his throne. Now I know people say, well, the, you know, the cross was the judgment. But I want you to understand something here and this is judgment must go forth and when I say that judgment that's what the kingdom of heaven is there has to be judgment first every one of you guys the reason you're you're here the reason that you have believed on Jesus is because judgment came to you at some point in time in your life you realize I'm a mess and I need a savior. Now how did you know you was a mess? Judgment came, light came, and you said, "Dad gone, I need help." That was judgment. And then in the judgment what happened? Grace came to you. 
And you were saved. Right? The only thing that will stop the stupidity that's going into the world is judgment. And what is the judgment? The judgment is the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ. In His glory. And where is that? Where is He? He's in you. Here's the verse. And and then you guys can... Joshua, chapter 1, verse 10. Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the host. Command the people. You know what that means? This is not an option. Go tell the officers, the people that are in charge. Command the people, say, Prepare you victuals. Prepare food. Now, remember, they're getting ready to go into the promised land. Moses is dead. Joshua's getting to bring them through. The river Jordan has swelled up. The promised land is over there. They're on this side. They can't get there. It's, it's a flood. Now, they're still getting the manna. They're still getting the manna. But you know what's going to happen when they come into the promised land? The manna's going to stop. And, and, and just like in our lives, guys, the, the Lord has fed us on the manna for a long, long time. And it's always been there. But when you come into the promised land, the manna stops. There has to be something else. And always there's a transition going from one to the other. And he says, prepare you victuals, food, meat. Because the journey you're about to go on is going to be strenuous. And it's going to wear you out. It's going to make you weary and tired. So prepare. Prepare you victuals. Now he, he tells us here, within three days you shall pass over this Jordan and go in to possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. Prepare you victuals. Remember this, guys. All that mess you see on TV, it's lies. From all of it, it's lies. You want to know what the truth is? Seek the Lord. I mean, honestly, seek the Lord. You want, to, you want to know why he invaded or why he said this? Don't let them fill your hearts with fate or with, with hate. And, and, and guys, I believe uh, that there'll be a great, time ahead of us for many mighty miracles for multiplying loaves and fishes honestly because things may get very very tight and things that we've known may change very very quickly I'm telling you gas 349 Friday evening for what would you say 419 this morning 409 whatever it was right it's it's here you know we talked about this stuff for the last year or year and a half and i know you guys have felt something and i'm not uh trying to say but there, there's mighty mighty forces at hand here doing battle and let me tell you something guys you're on the forefront of that battle and and the battle's in your hands because he says ask of me i mean if you really believe what I've been telling you, not only that, what the Scripture says and what the Lord Himself has told you. He says, ask of me and I will give you the heathen for thine inheritance. I will give you the uttermost parts of the world. He says, they're yours. But He says, prepare you victuals because you're going into the land to possess it. He told us to pray, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I don't know, guys. There's a lot of crazy stuff. Lots of crazy 
crazy stuff. I heard this morning that in the Netherlands, they, their, their, their tax was 90%. Yeah, 90%. You go work, you make a dollar, they take 90 cents of it. You get left with a dime. Yeah. Now, again, fear not. And all the stuff I said, guys, I wasn't here to propagate fear. But I want us to, to pay attention. Now is the time to pay attention, not to the news, but pay attention to the Lord. Set your heart to know Him. Set your heart to hear Him, please. Because, I mean, just if you didn't, what if Noah says, heck with it? I'm not building an ark. Somebody would have. And, and we would never know who Noah was. And he'd be, he'd be gone. The reason we had all, all of these people of faith that we read about. They heard from the Lord. They heard of the Lord. And I know people get in their mindsets. Well, heck, you're the preacher. The Lord talks to you. Uh-uh. No deeds of the Nicolaitans here. You all, no big eyes and little U's and all this. You all have access to the same Lord and Savior as I do or anybody else. And, and He speaks to you. Learn to hear His voice. That's the only way the fear, the anxiety, and the worry will go away. When, when you know. And then what happens? Our house is established on the rock. And when the storm is coming... We'll be safe and secure. I mean, he told Abraham, Abraham, fear not. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Because there was trouble coming. Trouble coming. And what does the Lord do? He says, fear not. So I'm telling you guys, there's trouble coming. But fear not. The Lord Jesus has said, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. I'll quit with that.